Well, Keith, we're going to break format a little bit this morning. Typically, we do two or three topics. This morning, we are going to do just one. We thought we'd take a little better in-depth look at radio's Q3 earnings and some of the ramifications of that. Uh, It's been an interesting quarter, some political and some not political, and kind of look at what the future might look like for these radio, publicly traded radio stations. So, good morning. I'm Jackson Weaver in uh, Seattle, and next to me is my co-host, Mr. Keith Samuels, down in Los Angeles. This is Media Insultant, not Media Consultant, Media Insultant. Get the play, get the play, just in case. Got it, got it. We get together a couple of times a week and just talk about our ideas and comments, our opinions. We even occasionally have a snarky opinion or two, and uh, we'd like to welcome you. We kind of hope it'll benefit local radio and TV sales and management people, those both in and out of the business. Well, benefit or or entertain them, you know, at the very least. Entertain them. Give them a little bit of levity during this this time of year when their earnings are coming out and uh, jobs are on the line. Exactly. All right, that is really true, yes. A little levity never hurts. We do this each Tuesday and Friday, so today I'd like to welcome you to the Friday, November 11th episode of Media Insultant. We talked last week about uh, Cumulus being down. Uh, let's do a quick run-through on uh, what else is going on. Looks like iHeart uh, had a actually a pretty good, pretty good quarter. What, uh, what, what's your read on that? Yes, it's earnings season for, uh, for broadcasters, and so we're going to do a little quick rundown on radio groups and how they did. Uh, iHeart's total net revenue Q3 of uh, 2022 was up 7% over Q3 2021. Um, they don't, you know, obviously it was not, it was way up over uh, the COVID year of 2020. But what I found interesting about their report was that their multi-platform group, and this is the group that has the radio stations and events under it. Okay. This is Greg Ashlock's group. This is the greatest radio station group in the world. And they were flat. Oof, they were flat. So this is the period of time, July, August, September, they were flat. Um, but digital was up 23%. Podcast revenue was up 42%. Uh, and apparently that was enough to drive the 7% growth uh, year over year um, you know, for the total company. But I'm, I'm keeping an eye on the multi-platform group because that's, that's a real bellwether. That's the largest revenue generating radio group in the world and certainly in the United States. And uh, it's not even close to what anybody else does. They're so far ahead of what everybody else does in revenue. Um, and so I'm so, kind of surprised that they're flat. Um, so, well, but they're also, you know, in addition to that, they also have more debt than anybody else well, in true. space. So. Well, and, 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 you know, the other thing is that they're really extraordinary at packaging digital and podcasts and, and stations and spots on the radio stations and their event sponsorships. You know, when they go to the music festival in Vegas, it's on the CW and it's hosted by Ryan Seacrest. Uh, you know, that's, you know, half, most of the sponsors are out of Horizon Media in New York. It's, you know, it's, you got Capital One and you got, you know, insurance companies, you got all this stuff going on. Uh, they have a great way of spreading around all those dollars to make all these look good. So, well, and, and, and that, that's something else that, that I'll bring up. Uh, you know, we, Odyssey won't come out with earnings until today. 
So we won't be able to talk about that for a couple of days. But the the interesting thing with iHeart is that I think iHeart's take no prisoners, share grab, you know, sell multi-platform, anything for share, is having an impact on those companies, Cumulus and Odyssey in particular. Yes. Because uh, that they're often in same the same markets and they're beating everybody up for share, iHeart is. Now, Saga is a different story. Saga Communications, uh, which is the small group of uh, radio stations in uh, in small media markets, I think their largest market's Milwaukee, their income was up almost 4%. Yep. There was no Ed Christian. Ed died here a couple of weeks ago. And uh, CFO Sam Bush said that this was the only the second time in 47 quarterly reports that he'd done it without Ed Oh, being yeah, present. That's, so. that's sad. But yeah, Saga's hang, hanging in there, although they did have some uh, charges against uh, their performance because the company had to pay the family. Uh, there was yeah. a deal upon Ed's death that they owed the family a certain amount of money. So, you know, Saga, uh, did, but the, the real concerning one was, was Salem. Uh, Salem's net revenue was well, before you only, jump in, Before you oh, jump oh. into Salem, uh, just one thing on Saga. Then. Yeah. There, there's no CEO. They have not chosen right. CEO. They've, they apparently talked about having talked to a lot of CEO candidates. Yeah, Here's my interim. prediction. They my, have an interim. They have an interim currently. They do, they're looking yeah. for a full-time. Yeah. They're looking for full-time. Thank you for that clarification. Okay. But here's my prediction. My prediction is Chris Forge, who's now the C- chief operating officer, I think he's going to be the next CEO. And the reason is real simple. Saga is a very self-contained, cloistered culture. People have been there for decades and decades. The C-suite team has all got extensive experience with Saga. Saga doesn't want to rock the boat. They don't want to bring somebody new in. They don't want to bring somebody from another company who's going to rock and roll and shake things up. They want more of the same. And I'm not saying that's bad. I actually think, think that's probably good for Saga right now. If they're going to do changes, it's going to be incremental and culturally it's going to have to fit. So I'm for Chris Forge. I want him to be CEO. I think he's a really good guy, and I think okay. that uh, he would do a good job. So I don't. I don't know him. Um, I, I know one of their market managers, Howard Turi, who's in kind of northern Florida for them. Uh, good guy, formerly Cox. Um, but so you're thinking they're not going to promote a GM, a current GM, up to this job? That it's going to be your guy. Uh, it'd be either Chris or they would. They might bring somebody in from outside. I mean, they, they've had a lot of people knocking on their door, and, and you know the the list is probably pretty familiar to most of us. And they may have even run larger companies. So, inquiring minds want to know, Jackson, did they knock on your door? Did you get a call? <laughs> Not at in town media, interim management services. Hey, Jackson, want to get back in the game? Did that call come? It did not. Not this time around. They did not call me on this one. But uh, and and you know that's the classic example. They brought in uh, a board member who's been on the board for twenty years for a CEO, and I can't remember his name right off the top of my head. But Uh, Landa Lauda, yeah, whatever, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we got to move on. Salem. All right. Uh, Salem was only up one point three percent, but they're warning for Q four. They're thinking that uh, Q four is not going to be good. Um, we get off the uh, uh, political advertising cliff, uh, you know, today. That's all over with for the year, and off we go. Uh, so, you know, question marks about Salem. Urban One was up 4.8%, but that was driven primarily by political and healthcare advertising. You know, all those get yourself vaxxed ads paid for by the government. Uh, plus, they got hotel and casino revenue coming through. Um, so, what are your takeaways on earnings as we wrap up this discussion today? 
Well, just a couple of things. Back to Salem. You know, one of the things about Salem is, um, uh, you know, you got to wonder what the future holds for a group with uh, major market AM stations almost exclusively. They have a couple of FMs. I think they have an FM in yeah. Los Angeles. They got an FM in Portland. And they do a fish format, the Christian contemporary CCR format, contemporary Christian. But, uh, you know, their stock is gone. It's just barely at a dollar. You know, they're just barely hanging on to that dollar cliff. And it was $5 five years ago. I, I don't know what happens to a company like that. Their preaching and teaching formats are pretty stable. They do okay. Mm-hmm. But, again, it's an older, dying-off audience. They're AM stations. You know, they've done a good job with digital and publishing revenue, or a fairly good job to make up the difference. But you just got to wonder what kind of a future there is for an operation like like Salem. And I had a client the other day, Keith, who I said, so what's your plan for the next couple of years? And he said, we're just going to grind it out. Oh, oh, that's depressing. Okay. Well, you know, yeah, but I think with Salem, you know, they they have a lot of uh, paid programming. In other words, a paid minister, paid ministry teaching, um, you know, programming, and and that's that's kind of that's a solid uh, revenue base for them, and I think they're just you know they they're trying to use their talk formats to you know grow spot revenue like traditional radio stations do, um, so that that business probably is going to be a little soft, perhaps what that's what they're saying, but for now it's uh, you know get those ministers to pay uh, every month for their couple hours of time every week. Well, that's been a great revenue source for them and very stable. Even in the past yep. recessions, they stock, or Salem has been more stable than a lot of the other groups. But, you know, how long do you, how long do you keep inflating that leaky balloon? I think that's, that's the big thing. So hope Q4 gives us some good political and because uh, we know next year is going to be a real interesting challenge. All right. Yes, it is. We've gone way over our time limit. Uh, but it's uh, been so fun. <laughs> it Go has ahead and always, wrap it up, Jackson. <laughs> always been fun. All right, we'll be back, Keith, to talk about rabbit ears. And for those, yes, exactly, just like those that you were wearing at Halloween. Uh, Media Insultant drops new shows each Tuesday and Friday. And we're on all the podcasting platforms. Video is on Vimeo in the Media Insultant Showcase. We're a production of In-Town Media, an interim broadcast management company, and we love your comments anytime, Jackson, at In-Town Media. We'll be back on Friday. Keith, I will see you then. Have a great week, Jackson.